0: Welcome to the Data Tober show. I am your host, Data Tober. I wanted to um, come back live today. Um, you know, I've been doing some shows lately since the new year. I've just been going hard with it, man. I said, you know what? Let's just let's just go full steam. And um, I want to today talk about commitment. All right. And I, honestly, I got a special treat for you guys. I, I've been teasing it over the last few days, but this is part one of a two-part Barbershop Talk special. Uh, many of you guys may remember, I want to say 15 years ago, over a million downloads ago, you know, I started a segment on the show um, called Barbershop Talk. In fact, it was Barbershop Talk Tuesdays. And, you know, I had guys from all around the country kind of, you know, come in and talk about, you know, relationships, dating, sex, you know, pretty much everything that men talk about in the in the barbershop, sports, politics, whatever. And so I wanted to come back with that. And I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to force it. I didn't want to, I it wanted I wanted it to be the right group. I wanted it to be the, the right time. And um, I feel like to, uh, now is the right time, man. I have a, a good group of guys that um, some are friends that I've known for a long time. Um, others are frat brothers. Um, some family might even pop up. Um, but we we've got a really good group. So I'm going to bring it back next Friday. This is part one on why uh, the title and I, I, you guys might like this title i said it's not them it's you all right the real reasons why black men don't commit this is part one uh part two will be next friday at seven o'clock well it doesn't really matter you guys are listening virtually so whenever you download is it, fine but next friday um, and um that'll be part two and I, i'm excited about it. uh you guys may have seen the flyer circulating online um, check out my page, but yeah, um, all shows are archived at Um iTunes, um, iHeartRadio. Uh, like I said, man, we're celebrating over one million downloads. So I just want to say thank you. I appreciate you guys for the uh, support. So that's that. You know, and so that's what today is. Like I said, why men don't commit. I want to talk about um, commitment. I want to talk about um, statistics a little bit. I want to talk about um, intimidation. You know, that's one of the things that we, um, we often hear, you know, uh, black men are intimidated by women's success and, you know, all types of foolishness. And uh, overall, you know, I, w- I want to just kind of um, dispel some of the rumors and some of the misconceptions that women have about why we're not committing like we used to. Because it's not, I mean, the title is somewhat misleading because it, we, we are committing, you know, black men are committing. It's never been a thing where we were not committing. Um what we're seeing now is is black men being more deliberate um, and more particular about who they're committing to. I always tell them, uh, black men are not afraid of commitment at all. We're not afraid of commitment. what What scares us, where, where the fear lies is committing to the wrong woman, you know, marrying the wrong woman and then finding yourself in some type of situation that you either can't get out of, or, you know, you you are stuck in, you know, or your life has just been made miserable because you've committed to this person. But it's not, it's never been commitment. You know, it's never been a fear of love even. Because I think we've gotten to a place in society where love has gotten this negative connotation. I've even heard women say, like, well, I don't even want love. It's like, okay, well, why don't you want love? And they say, well, because, you know, I've seen this, or I saw this with my parents, or this is what happened to the last guy I loved. I said, well, Guess what? That wasn't love, because love is not, you know, a bad thing. Love itself is a a blessing, in fact. You know, however, we often confuse love with situationships. We confuse love with soul ties, uh, which is a whole another conversation. You know, maybe we'll get into another point, but these are often things that are confusing. So, so that's I just wanted to kind of touch on that, but I want to talk today about specifically. Why don't men commit? What are some very specific things? I want to just to give you a couple bullet points. I want to look at lack of respectability, all right? I want to look at mentality, you know? I want to look at attitude. And the last point I, or a portion of this I really want to focus on is emotional availability and just what that, what that encompasses. And like I said, man, you guys have been listening to me for the last 15 years. So, um, the, you know, maybe you guys are tired of it. Some of you guys are new. But, you know, like I said, next week, Is part two where I'm going to have these same topics, but you're going to have an opportunity to hear not just my thoughts on these topics, but other, I mean, other topics or other views on these topics. But I want to say this too, and this is important. If you guys are in my, um, the friends of the data on Talbot show, Facebook group, you guys know that, you know, I'm, I try to, I, I eliminate profanity. I like to have great conversations without profanity, without vulgarity, um, you know, as a Christian, I present myself in a particular type of way, so I, you know what I mean, you hear me speak a certain type of way, uh, but at the same time, over the years, you know, this brand, and I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say, I, this is the original Urban Podcast, I, I will claim that, however, I'm not going to say I, I, I started Barbershop Talk, although I can't personally think of any Barbershop Talk forums that, you know, were virtual prior to me, but I'm just, just saying that. You know what I mean, but I will say that ever since I had been doing barbershop talk, since then, and you guys have heard, it, you've seen, there've been just a number of "quote unquote" barbershop talk platforms that, in my opinion, and this isn't to hate on anyone, but from my perspective, were not real, right? They were not realistic. They were not real men. They were. I've even seen barbershop talk platforms with, with homosexual men. And that's not to knock homosexual men, but it's like women are tuning into barbershop talk to hear the perspectives of men in in our conversations in actual real barbershops. You want to hear what we think. So I'm saying all that to say this, my barbershop talk is going to be 100% uncensored. It's going to be unfiltered. It's going to not just be Christian men. We're going to have some atheists. We're going to have some agnostics. We're going to have Christians. We're going to have maybe some Muslims. We're going to have people who just believe in a higher power, you know, and which is perfectly fine because you know why? Because guess what? That's what you see and hear in actual real-life barbershops. You will never go into a barbershop and see or hear every man Thinking and speaking the same way, you won't hear the same exact views and the same perspectives. You will hear a variety. And I I want to be authentic. I don't care if they agree with me. I don't care if I agree. I want it to be real. We listen. I'm not gonna go too deep into it. Y'all gonna hear for yourselves. But the bros, we're gonna you're gonna hear. It's like I said, some of my my close close friends, some of my close close frat brothers, some family, and we go at it. I'm talking about go at it, go at it. So just, you know, like I said, that's next Friday. But let's jump into it today. Let's talk about um, what are we seeing out here, right? What, what's, what's happening? Why are black men specifically not committing um, like they used to? Why are um, many women who are, quote, unquote, successful struggling in finding love? And I, before I jump into it, I would like to just direct you to my last live show, If You Missed It, which was, a, in my opinion, a classic on how black men feel about sex, um, specifically sex. Like, that, the whole show was about sex. Um, that show and all shows are archived, like I said, on uh, ThedonTolbertShow.com, iTunes, iHeartRadio, all that good stuff. But check that out because that will give you some context as we get into more on today and next week on why we're not committing. You can't talk about commitment if you're not talking about sex. And, like, if you missed the correlation, definitely go back and check out the archives of that uh, on that particular show. But one of the things I want to do is, like I said, when I have this conversation with women, it's always, well, you know, I hear, you know, um, statistically there aren't enough men to go around. That's why we're seeing so many black women are single because statistically we outnumber uh, men and there's not enough good men or eligible men to go around so that it would be impossible for every woman to have a husband. And I said, okay. I mean, if we want to talk statistics, then yes, that's mathematically true. But at the end of the day, I feel like that conversation is counterproductive. And I say it's counterproductive because – it doesn't move the conversation forward. It doesn't it's, – it's not a solution to the problem. What we have to do to come up with a solution to the problem is actually address the problem. The problem is women – Not women aren't the problem, but one of the problems is women are not – do not have a clear understanding of, one, what we look for in a wife and what are major turnoffs, what we are experiencing when dating, which is obviously going to ultimately lead to marriage. They're not they're not even having the conversation, let alone working on fixing the problem, right? I mean so so we can talk statistics, but I choose to talk about forget what's not out here. They say, well, these men are either gay, they're in jail, they're not educated. So what about all these men are not out here. They want to talk about who's not out here. Well, we can talk about who's not out there, but the, what's more productive and more beneficial and a better use of our time is to talk about, okay, Let's talk about the the single, eligible, heterosexual, successful, God-fearing men, black men, who are looking for wives. What are they experiencing? You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to waste time talking about what's not out here. Let's talk about who is out here and what we look for in a wife and why you are not fitting into, and I'm saying you, you know, if if you are you fall into the category of single black woman looking for love and having you know somewhat some roadblocks there some challenges. But let's talk about what are those men the quality men the great men of the world what are they looking for and what aren't we finding? I think that's a better use of these this next hour these next few hours that we'll be together. So statistics, like I said, don't matter. You know. What, what, let me ask you all this: If you are in that category, because we're talking about why men don't commit, do you? A lot of women find themselves not even knowing or being able to effectively answer what they're looking for. We're talking about what men look for, but what are you looking for? Because if we're talking about commitment, you have to look at well, what kind of men are you dating, right? Think. Let that let that marinate for a second. If we're talking about why black men don't commit, we have to look at who are the men, the other men, that these women are dating? Because that's going to have a direct effect on your personality, on your mentality, your attitude, your overall state of being. For example, let me let me explain further. A lot of times what we have is our, our women who have been hurt, you know, they have been abused, they've been lied to, they've been cheated on, um, Many different things, and as a result of that, they are now struggling with hurt, pain, resentment, trust issues, anger and so when we meet these women, it's like you know, get the hell out of my face, you got a bad attitude, you know what I mean and a lot of women have become closed off emotionally right they've been they've been become totally detached um, from idea of vulnerability detached from the idea of opening their heart you know to love um, and, it, and it's unfortunate because a lot of these women are actually good women right they are actually women who under different circumstances might make a good wife might be open to um, settling down but because they become so hurt and, and, and um, you know disgruntled it's like nobody's willing to even Take that chance. What I always tell, I tell him, a closed heart doesn't get loved. You know what I mean? You ever hear people say, you know, a closed mouth doesn't get fed? Well, a closed heart can't get loved. If, you are, if you've closed your heart off to the idea of love, this isn't a Tyler Perry movie. You know how, like, in Tyler, what was that movie? Um, a Diary of a Mad Black Woman where you had, um, What's the uh what's the, what's the the woman's name uh the main character I forget her name um uh, man it's it's slipped, it's, it's slipping my mind but the main character who had been cheated on and you know he, he basically abused her dragged her out the house set her packing and at the end you know Shamar Moore who actually ironically helped her move after she got kicked out she was so lonely and bitter and and mad and jaded. He kept just trying to break down, break down that wall and break down that wall and break down that wall and break down. And eventually, he broke it down. And what did she do? She went back to. <laughs> she went back to her husband. He still, at the end of the movie, was willing to to take her back and live happily ever after. Unfortunately, ladies, that is a Tyler Perry movie. Okay, those types of things don't happen in real life. If you want love. You have to be emotionally available to receive that love. You, you know, you, 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 meaning you cannot be closed off emotionally. You, you, know, you can't be angry and have trust issues and have all these different things and expect Kimberly Elise. Thank you, my man, Ray. I could What's was good, man. appreciate it yeah, on Facebook Live. Shout out to everybody on Facebook Live. Kimberly Elise. I was like, what is, there? What is her name? But you see what I'm saying? That will never happen. It will. It will not. It's. It's literally fiction. And what happens is that. This is where we go back to last week's show. What we have is women tr- being hurt, and jaded, and disgruntled, but still dating. So the man, what does he do? What does he do in that case? Does he still try to beat down that wall, break down her her emotional wall? No. He'll break down some other types of walls. He'll have sex with her. That's it. And so then we you know and we that's why the the title of last week's show was "The Real Reasons You Got Dogged." You see what I'm saying that's why, and that's not to that's not to blame women it's not to absolve uh men of the responsibility um for dogging a woman and playing with a woman's emotions, but I'm just explaining why it happens. This is why it happens when you are guarded. no one is going to try to figure out why you're guarded you have to not be guarded as a life coach that's one of the things that i help women do is is, is to break down that emotional wall break down that emotional guard so that you don't have to worry about you know being guarded and angry and bitter and uh you know disgruntled and all these things and because what happens is that sends out a vibe that sends out energy that will literally attract men who only want to have sex with you did you know that let me, say, let me say, hey, done. Me, I want to do a, some, some sessions with you. I want to do, do some life coaching. I say, cool. They say, I, I said, what, what, what are you experiencing? I say, why am I attracting the types of men that I'm attracting? I said, well, what's been happening? Well, I've been single, and this nigga, da, 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 da. and they start ramming on this dude. I'm like, well, that's why. What happens? And just real quick, what happens if you're a, a, a wounded, I don't know, a, a wounded baby lion in the jungle? You're, you're a wound, not even a baby lion, just a, lion, a wounded lion in the jungle. What's going to happen? Under normal circumstances, a lion is a lion. They're probably going to be able to defend itself against predators, right? It's a lion. Who's stronger than a lion? But what happens when that lion is wounded? That w- wounded lion is going to attract the hyenas, you know, cheetahs, shoot, might even attract a zebra, I don't know, you know what I mean, to, to attack it and to do it harm. Women, strong black women, under normal circumstances, are the non-wounded lion, strong, brave, fearless. But unfortunately in today's society we're seeing many wounded lions roaming around the jungle, so to speak, and they're being attacked, they're being preyed upon by men who sense and pick up on their weakness. So hopefully you got, hopefully that analogy makes sense. But, you know, because I did a show many years ago entitled um, Why So Many Strong, and I emphasize the word strong black women are single. And the reason I emphasize the word strong is because when we think of successful when we think of strong, we, a lot of times, unfortunately, we think of financially, we think of education, We think of um, professionalism, you know, that type of thing. But a lot of those women are not strong emotionally because of what they've been put through, and they've never taken the time to heal. So that's, and I'm just focusing on this right now because (laughs) that is the number one reason why so many women, specifically black women, are single, period. You know, that's it right there. What I just told you is it. They're not taking the time to heal from past hurt, pain, and resentment. As a result, how many how many women do you think I've spoken to personally, who have personally told me, I'm done with these niggas. Okay, f f these niggas. I'm just doing me right now. I said, okay, what does that mean? What do you, I said, so you, what are you done with love or what do you? I mean, you know, I mean, I'm still dating. I'll, I mean, I'll date, but you know, what I mean, I'm not I'm not giving my heart to none of these niggas because they don't know how to act. I said, okay, so that, does that mean you're done with sex also? I mean, you know, it is what it is. But I can have sex and not give my, let my emotions get into it. And, and, and believe it or not, and I'm talking about over the years, hundreds, maybe even thousands of women I've heard that from. So imagine what it is on a large scale. So many women out here have a mentality of being open to sex, right, but closing off their hearts. Emotionally. How, and so you got to let me ask you a question. Let me just ask you a question. If I said, uh, let's talk about the stock market. Everyone's talking about the stock market right now. If somebody said, you know, this stock is going to be really valuable in 10 years, you should buy it. Say, cool, I'm, I'll buy it. Let me buy it. I want to buy it. But they say, here's the thing. You can buy it now at a low rate, and it's going to make you a lot of money, but the only thing is that the payout, I'm only going to pay you 70%. You say, okay, well, why, why, why is that? I'm, I'm buying it right now at the, at the full rate. I'm investing all my money, and so I want 100%. Say, so, you now I'm just going to give you 70%, maybe 75 Say, okay, hmm. You're not, that's not going to work for you, right? You're going to want your full investment, not 75 not 65 What I, What's happening, what we as black men are experiencing out here is women are saying, I will date you. I will be intimate with you. We can do whatever. However, at the end of the day, because I'm my heart is still with my ex-boyfriend or my ex-husband or my baby dad, you're realistically only going to get 75% of my heart. I'll give you 75, but it'll be abundantly clear that that 25% is focused somewhere else. And and so if you're cool with 75%, we can work on it and that's what guess what? That's not going to work for us. It doesn't work for us. No one, no, think of, listen to what I'm telling you. This is very, very important. You're not going to hear this anywhere else. I promise you that. I don't care what, what, who you Google, who, what YouTube guy you look up. I'm the only person that's going to tell you this. The real reason that men are not committing is because no man is willing to settle for 75% of your heart, period. If you are struggling with love and struggling with dating and not meeting men, ask yourself, realistic, be honest with yourself. Are you able and willing to give 100% of your heart? Or is it just that 75%? Now, we will not settle, we will not commit to a woman only able to give 75% of her heart. However, and this is where barbershop talk talk comes in, and the fellas will tell you next week, when when the fellas join me, no one will disagree with what I'm saying to you. I promise you that. We haven't talked about this. We don't rehearse this. It's going to be 100%. Authentic next Friday, look out for it. Barbershop talked in return. But we will settle for 75% of that ass. If you can't give your heart, that's fine. We will not commit to you. But we don't need 100% of your heart. We'll take 75% of sexually. You, you see what I'm saying? We will have sex with you, and that's why, that's why you're experiencing what you're experiencing. Now, you may tell a man, oh, well, we've got to wait 90 days, or we've got to do this, or you got to be my man. You can say whatever you want, and he will play the role for as long as he needs to play the role for it. But at the end of the day, he's not going to commit to you. And the, reason, the reasons you think he's not committing, the reason he tells you he's not committing, the reason your girlfriend tells you he's not committing isn't the case. The real reason, is because he's not going to commit to a woman only able and willing to give 75% of her heart. That's the real reason. I'm just being honest with you. Somebody said, well, well, they don't. Hold on, hold on. So, I mean, I heard that as we see more and more women becoming successful professionally that, you know, these men are intimidated. We're not seeing as many successful men, you know, as many college-educated men. So when they encounter an independent, educated black woman, that intimidates him. Let me explain something to you. I want to be clear about this. That is a myth. First of all, let me say this. No, it's, how can I say this? That does happen, okay? That does happen. Are, are some losers intimidated by successful black women? Absolutely. But the key word there, the key focus, is that they're losers. So the question then becomes, why are you worried about a loser and what he thinks? Stop dating losers. A quality man, a real man, a successful man in his own right, will never you know, be intimidated or even care about your, what you have and what you don't have or what you have versus what he has. It won't matter. Let me give you an example. When I met my wife, i was success- I, my my not first novel had just come out I was on a book tour i was um in banking I was doing really well for myself actually, and so was she. you know what I mean so i wasn't she's in finance I was in finance, so just like okay, she's successful owned her own home car you know all that good stuff um but at the same time, I was also successful. So there was nothing to be intimidated about. Do you understand what I'm saying? There was, it was nothing to be worried about. There was nothing to be uncomfortable about. You see, one, because I'm not a loser. Two, because I already was successful. So that's how you have to look at that. If you're dealing with someone or you encounter someone who is in any way, shape, or form intimidated by your success, then first and foremost, he's a loser. And then secondly, you have to ask, so why why are we even having this conversation? Why am I even thinking about dating someone who's clearly a loser and intimidated? You see what I'm saying? Like so many women will, will ponder and, and and rack their brains trying to understand, oh, my God, why are these men so into Just don't date them. You know what I mean? Just focus on being found by, you know, someone who's actually a great man. And if you're not encountering those men, that's where you have to go back to the drawing board and ask yourself, well, what kind of vibe am I, you know, projecting forth? That's the first thing. Let me tell y'all this also. We look at education. I just want to stop y'all right there because education does not matter. Let me let me tell you. Let me get to tell you. And I've told this story many many times over the last 15 years um, on this show. Um, but for the newer people, one of the things you have to understand is. What you make? No man says, "Wow." Actually, I don't want to say no man because we're here. We're going to have barbershop talk, so who knows? Somebody might surprise me. But I have—I don't meet a lot of men. I don't remember ever meeting a man, any man, who has said, "You say, hey, what do you look for in a wife?" And he said, well, "Well, you know, she's got to be independent. She's got to be successful. She's got to be financially stable. She's got to be like the conversation is not about finances ever." That's just not the type of, and you'll hear on Barbershop Talk, like, that's not what we talk about. It's more so about where you're at emotionally, sexually, um, and I don't mean how good or bad you are sexually. I mean, like, how many bodies do you have? How many niggas do you have you let smack? You know what I mean? We'll talk about that more. I don't want to get too deep. I'll talk about that in a little bit. But you see what nobody wants to talk about. That's taboo. Oh, a woman's sexual number shouldn't matter. Like, come on, stop. You know, just like your credit score doesn't matter when you're getting a mortgage. Like, stop it. You know what I mean? But those, it's it's the other things. Anything you bring to the table financially and educationally and all that other stuff, professionally, that's icing on the cake. That's just more money in the pot. But that's not going to be the foundation of why we commit to you. I need you guys to understand that. I've seen, it was a special, I remember that ABC special? It was an ABC special uh, many years ago. I'm not sure. I think Steve Harvey uh, moderated it. I did a whole show on it this is at least ten years ago, and um you know they were just talking about there was like these these panel of women, one of the women was a judge, and I remember them her saying like you know i'm, I'm highly educated, I'm a judge, one of the youngest judges black judges in my state, or whatever, and she was just like, you know these men, these men, this and that, and you know I need someone on my level and and it was just it it was just ridiculous because Everyone was trying to figure out why she was having so much trouble, and the assumption was that she was just so eligible. She was so wifeable, you know, and, like, these men were missing out on this great catch. And she kept saying, well, all these men that I date and every man that I date, and, and nobody was asking the follow-up question. I, and it's funny, I've never really, you would think, you know, this being the original Urban Podcast, you would think that all these you know podcasts and barbershop talk that have come after you would you would have thought that somebody would at least touch on the fact that what's like to ask the question of what well, well, but but who are you having sex with it's like you've been single for so long right you you you're you're so successful you work so hard but are, but are you celibate you, you know what I'm saying it's like no one is asking that the million dollar question it's like for example it's like Women, that's where I want to get into respectability because women, it's like they want to play the, the victim role. And it's like I'm doing everything right and nobody will commit to me. All these men are intimidated. All these men are playing games and they're immature and all they want is sex. But it's just like, yeah, I mean, so, so, so if, hypothetically, if someone asked the question of so who are you dating though, like who are, you, who are you having sex with? I mean, well, you know, I got a friend with benefits who comes over it once every week you know, and um, once every couple weeks, and it's just sex. Like that's just just sex. He's a friend of mine. We work together. And, you know, yeah, we date. We may go out. We may have you know dinner every once in a while, but you know that's like the only person I'm having sex with. And, and it's like it, that question is never asked. But well, let's hypothetically, if it was asked, it would be like, oh okay. Like they say it so matter of factly, like it's no big deal. Like that's not the exact reason why these men are not committing to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's actually, it's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing how many women think that the best possible men are going to commit to a woman who is literally having sex with somebody else once a week, once every couple of weeks, a couple of times a week. Like, women will really, like t- I've, I've actually had this conversation with women who will say, I mean, well, I'm single, though. It doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter what I'm doing if I'm single. You know what I mean? It, it, you know, I'm not committed to anyone, so it does, if I want to sleep with somebody, it shouldn't matter. I'm like, okay, that's, I mean, you're not wrong for that. I mean, biblically you're wrong, but if you're talking just, you know, in an everyday way, no, you're not wrong. But at the same time, that doesn't coincide with the type of woman that we're looking for in a wife. You guys do realize that, right? And maybe, or maybe you don't, because I mean, m- many women don't realize that. That's that's going to play a factor. So the next question is, well, all right, well, I hear you, but I mean, how would they know? How? I mean, I'm not volunteering that information. I'm not advertising the fact that I'm getting smashed off by somebody once a week, once every couple of weeks. I mean, how how does he know? Well, ladies, you don't need to worry about that. That's kind of like asking, like, the, the mortgage company, well, I mean, you know, how do, how do you guys know I have a secret bank account with, with $20,000 in it, and I'm telling you guys that I don't have any money in this account? Like, or, you know, I'm telling the IRS, you know, that you don't have money, but you got all this money. Like, it doesn't matter how they know. It's that you're lying. That's what matters. And we always know. Just like the IRS knows what's going on, the mortgage company knows what's going on, these men know what's going on. And maybe we'll get into it on Barbershop Talk next week, but the who, what, when, where, why, and hows don't really matter. You cannot hide if a nigga is hitting that every week. If somebody is tapping that ass once a week, we will know, and we will not commit to you, period. So what are you saying? What are you saying, Daydan? Are you saying that men can be out here doing whatever they want and, you know, I have to be just sitting in the crib. I mean, well, I mean, essentially, yes. Yes, that's actually exactly what I'm saying. Now, we can debate about that. We can fight about that. But at the end of the day, yes, that's what I'm saying. Women think that they can do the exact same things that men can do and be treated the same way. And that is 100% false. We, let me explain something to you. When we're talking about commitment, which is today's topic, if you guys are just joining us, It's not them, it's you, why men don't commit, why black men don't commit. That's today's topic, part one. Part two is next week on Barbershop Talk. But if that's what we're talking about, you have to understand what we're looking for. We're not looking for someone who is the male version or the female version of us. I didn't want someone who was the exact same as me at that stage in my life or at really, to be honest with you, at any stage in my life. I actually wanted someone who was the opposite of my wife. And ironically, if you look at my wife, she's literally almost in every way the opposite of me. I mean, she that's just what it is. She's li- in every way possible. You don't see her commenting on Facebook and posting stuff in the groups, and you don't. That's I uh, you see me. She's the opposite of that, which is fine. So, and I'm just saying, we don't want the the... the Female version of ourselves So if I'm out there having sex And dating and going to this club And doing that And and then we meet someone who's also living that same lifestyle Guess what You're probably not going to get committed to You need to slow it down You know what I'm saying And I see a lot of Unfortunately we see too many women Who are more focused on what they want to do As opposed to What we want them to be doing In order to be chosen You can do whatever you want. This is not something I've been accused over the years of being uh, misogynistic, judgmental, (laughs) closed-minded, bashing. This is not that, guys. This is not the 2021 version of The Handmaid's Tale, if you guys watch that. This is not what's happening. We are not trying to control you. We are not trying to do anything of the sort. We are simply telling you, what we want in a wife. If that's you, that's great. You'll probably get a ring. If it's not you, you'll probably just get games played with you. You will get sex. You'll, I mean, and that's just what it is. I mean, it's, it's simple. You know, it's it's not. But it's what it's not is. I want to control you and make you do what I want. No, you ain't got to do nothing. You don't. You do not see these shows popping up with men complaining about not being able to find what they're looking for. You don't see that. There was no ABC special on why men can't find wives. We're going to find what we want. As you women have so eloquently pointed out, the ratio is in our favor. You guys outnumber us. So at the end of that, we're going to find what we want at some point. The question is, will it be you or will it not be you? That's really all, all it comes down to. But what we're not going to do is settle for less than we want or deserve. We're going to get what we want, okay? One way, I mean, you know, we we can talk about the 80-20 rule, no woman is perfect, you know what I'm saying? You're going to, you know, hopefully get 80% of what you want and then you're going to have to deal with 20. You know, no one's perfect. I'm not perfect. My wife isn't perfect. No relationship is perfect. But what we're not going to do is settle for, you know, 50-50, 50 fifty you know or 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 sixty forty or or you know what I mean where you're where you're the bad outweighs the good or or is even close to it being equal we don't want that that's just not what we want we really want like ninety ten you know what I mean ten percent like that and that's really what what it is so um yeah, I mean it's I hate to put it like that, I mean, I don't hate it because I like keeping it real and keeping it honest, that's the whole basis of this show, but I mean, there's so many misconceptions about what we, what we want, and I want to dispel the mis, remove the misconceptions, and be honest about what we're not experiencing. Let's talk about some other things. As we talk about respectability, right, we're talking about, we have, you can't talk about commitment without talking about respectability what my mom told me back in the day was don't bring any trash into this house. Okay. My dad told me, don't bring a white woman into this house, but he was more, he just was on a whole different, he wasn't for the BS. He just said, don't bring no white women. This house. Don't bring. And my mom, she was more liberal. She said, you know what? Just don't bring any trash. I said, cool. And what she meant by, and see, I think and that most men who grew up with good moms, and I mean good moms, not just whole moms, but good moms, um, have told them something similar, you know, like real moms, I call them. Any real mother is not going to want their son bringing home a loose woman, a woman who lacks respectability, um, or a hoe, you know, just to, to not sugarcoat it. That's, that's not. So my point is if we're talking commitment, then – we have to look at can I bring you home to my mother, right? I mean, you, you kind of have to. You, you have to look at it from that perspective. Can I bring you home to mom? And if the answer to that question is no, that does not mean that I will not date you. It does not mean that I won't have sex with you. But it does mean you will not get that commitment that does mean most likely I will not have children with you, I will not marry you, I will not update my Facebook status saying that I'm with you, like none of that. And I think we have to really look at, you know, what and break that down. What are the requirements from for bring home being brought home to mom? You have to. You know, and when I think about, respectability or, you know, lack thereof, you know, I look at things, these virtual, you've got to look at social media. I mean, we live in a social media, a digital age. You've got to look at Instagram. You've got to look at Facebook. You've got to look at these. And now you've got to look at things like TikTok, you know what I mean, that, that, which wasn't even around a couple of years ago. But, and people say, well, it's just, you know, it's no big deal. But, well, I mean, the thing about it is is, it is a big deal. See, women, you know, it's, it's really unfortunate because no one is telling you guys this information. Literally no one. In fact, they're telling you the opposite. No, there's not, not one person I can think of that does what I do how I do it and is going to be honest with women. That's a problem. And if you know of people, shoot them my way, you know, because I want to have them on barbershop talk. I want to collaborate with them. But I can't name one other person that's being honest with women to tell them, hey, the busted challenge is going to leave you single. You know, the silhouette challenge is going to leave you single. A couple years ago, the for the dick challenge is going to leave you single. These women were literally rapping about what they'd be willing to do for the dick. Do you guys remember that? Like you saw, and you even saw celebrities like Gabrielle Union and you know um, Issa Rae and all these other celebrities. Now you see celebrities doing the the Bussit Challenge, you know. And, and I mean, and that's that's more so on the you know the the lighter side, you know. But at the end of the day, <laughs> you know, I, I was joking. I was even joking with my wife. I said, yo, you should. I said you should do the you should do the Bussett Challenge. I said, but don't put it out there. Just do a, do a private video, just send it to me. She said, I'm not doing no busted challenge. I'm not doing it. Well, come on, do the busted challenge. I said, come on. I said, show, um, I said, Aubrey, my daughter, I said, show, show mommy how to do the busted challenge. Now, I was, I was joking, but that's the whole point. It was, the whole thing was a joke. Guess what? My daughter's not doing no busted challenges. My wife isn't doing no busted challenges. In fact, I don't know any wives that are doing busted challenges, to be honest with you. But who's doing these busted challenges? Let's just look and I see it all. Who's doing the busted challenge? Well, first of all, if you're unfamiliar, what is the busted challenge? You basically come out, you know, you're dressed in some old pajamas or baggy sweats or whatever, your hair isn't done, and you, you know, you start off the, the first part and then the, the beat drops, and you start, you literally drop it low and start, I guess you could call it twerking, you know? And I mean, I can't front, man. I'm a man at the end and We'll talk more about this on Barbershop Talk. And we do talk about this in the barbershop. There are some sexy, busted challenges out there. I mean, as a man, I I would not be myself. I would not be real if I acted like we didn't watch this stuff. You can see the views. You can see how millions of men are watching this stuff. But watching it and saying, wow, I want to marry her. I want to wife her up. That's totally different. No one is saying that. We're not having that. We're like, damn, she got a fat ass. Damn, she could drop it like that. And I wonder if she could do that on a. In a, in a like, I mean, I'm just being honest. Those are the conversations. But the conversation isn't that. I would. I want to commit to her. <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face. You know, no one is committing to the busted challenges. And this is, you no, know, do this. Do this for me. Do this. Somebody DM me married the, the, the TikToks or Instagrams of mar- happily married women doing the Busset Challenge, just out of curiosity, or te- some on the, on the Facebook live feed or anywhere, whatever, in the group. It's, and I'm not saying they're not out there. But show me some women who are in relationships, ha- or specifically happily married, who are doing the Silhouette Challenge. I don't even want to talk about the silhouette I because that's just too ri- ridiculous. But, again, it's also indicative of why these men are not committing. These, you're, the, if you're not, I wasn't familiar with the silhouette. Somebody said, "Oh, what do you think about the silhouette? I said, what is that? I said, I haven't seen that one yet. They said, oh, you will. I said, wow. So I checked it out. And women are literally taking their clothes off butt naked or sometimes or giving the appearance of being butt naked and, and just dancing around butt naked in like a, a, a dark silhouette. And and then have the audacity, have the audacity to wonder and to question why these men are not, specifically why these God-fearing men are not committing to them. I mean, it's 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 almost laughable because women will be like, so you say, all right, yeah, I'm single. All right, how long have you been single? I've been single for like five years. Okay, cool. What are you looking for? What are you looking for in a man? Well the the and I've asked that question to thousands of women. Literally thousands of women. I say, I say, so so what are you looking for? They say, I'm looking for a God fearing man. Yeah, like that's literally the first thing every possible woman says. Because you know, if you reach out to me for a private session, you want to do some life coaching with me, you you know the perspective that I'm gonna approach it from is as a Christian man, is a married man. So the very first thing they say is well, I want I want a God fearing man. And then so I look at their Facebook. I said, "Cool, what's your what's your um, your page?" I go to the Facebook page, go to Instagram. They got the busted challenger. They got the silhouette challenger. They got ass shots up. They got bikini shots up. The titties are out. It's like, yo, how do you how do you want a godly man? If the first thing I, go, I see when I go to your page is, is the ass shot. No, and I'm just asking questions from a logical standpoint. Like, how does that make sense? Where's the logic in that? That's not what a godly man, that's not to say that a man will not enjoy looking at that. That's not to say you won't get some DM sent to you. But if we're talking about a godly man choosing a wife, a man praying to God to send him his wife, which we as men absolutely do, would God choose you to send him if, he's, if, if with your page looking like it is and you presenting yourself like you do? And I'm not judging. It's not about judging. I'm just asking logical questions. You can't say, I want a godly man. A godly man is going to pray for a godly woman, a, a virtuous wife. So that's his prayer. The question has to be, are you the answer to that prayer? And I'm pretty sure we can collectively agree that the answer to that question would be no if we're looking at you doing the Busset Challenge. If we're looking at the fact that you have someone who comes over once a week to, to do his own Busset Challenge on, on that ass. Let me ask you a question. How many of you all back in the day heard my, 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 um, my two-part special? Was it two or three? I think it was probably about a three-part special on Being Mary Jane, I've done thousands. I was looking at some of the statistics, over a million downloads. Over like some, I've done maybe like over 5,000 shows. Some, I forget the number. is crazy. You know, it's about 15 years. And out of all those shows, if you ask me what's probably one of the best shows that you've done, the most realist shows, I would say go back to my, my special, my multiple-night special on Being Mary Jane because I've never seen a show Or any movie or anything that more accurately depicted single black women on a large scale and why they struggle with love. I mean, from so many so many levels, you know, lack of respectability, emotional unavailability, um, trust issues, uh, anger, like just everything. Friends with benefits, male, like so. I mean, that show had everything, you know. And I did an in-depth Analysis of um, that show and, and, and related it to um, so many women. Even to this day, women say, wow, you know, I've been listening to you. I remember that show. Thank you so much for that. So just just Google it, you know, Being Mary Jane on the Date on show if you want to go back and, and listen to that. Because it was, you know, it really um, a lot of the things I'm talking about right now, you got a chance to see played out on, on, on the Being Mary Jane show. But so... So, it's, and I can't get off of lack of respectability just yet, because there's more. One of the things I said on Facebook was, um, ladies, when you put your body up for display on a platter, you shouldn't be surprised when men try to order everything on the menu. You know, and that's just that's just real. I mean, you're, you're when you put your body up on a display, or you know, or anything up on a the display, they're gonna look at it, right? And then they're gonna choose: do they want it? Do they not want it? You know, it's like a buffet. You pick and choose what you want. All right, from this one, okay, so I see this one. All right, so I'm gonna. she got nice. I'm going to get some head from her. I'm going to hit it from the back. I'm going to suck on her, her boob. You know what I mean? Like, I want to kiss her. Like, like, but, you know, one of the things they don't want to do is, is commit to her, is to marry her. It's a buffet. You pick and choose exactly what you want. You want a man to get the total package. You guys are better than... The way many of you are presenting yourselves I said on Facebook The size of your ass Does not dictate the level of interest That a man should show uh, towards you I, I, In fact I said um, You know when we're talking about commitment You have to understand that there, are, there is something called genuine interest In sexual attention And I just talked about that last week When I did the show on um, sex You know, but, again, if we're talking about commitment, you have to understand, you know, your ass size doesn't matter if he's putting a ring on your finger. You know, your breasts don't matter if he's talking about, you know, having children with you and marrying you and living, growing old with you. Like, none of that stuff matters. Because let's be honest, I mean, you're going to gain weight, you're going to lose weight, your weight's going to fluctuate. You know, you can have rent. Like, none of that stuff really matters in the grand scheme of things. And, you know, I've talked many, 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 many times about why men cheat. And that's a topic we'll bring back, you know, on Barbershop Talk over the next few weeks, you know, to hear the other men's perspective on it. But you have to understand, you know, if we're talking about commitment, if you put yourself out there in a particular way, and that way is sexual, at some point, he's going to want to get that same, you know, um, those same attributes elsewhere. So technically he's not committed to you. You're just loaning yourself to him for a particular time period until he gets tired of you. The only way around that is to make sure that you capture his heart genuinely and vice versa. At that point, it doesn't matter what you can do sexually. It matters... How he feels about you emotionally. That's true commitment. Now, yeah, the sex and all that will come in marriage and that's all well and good, that's icing on the cake. But if it's the foundation, he'll cheat. Guaranteed. There are a lot of beautiful women out here, but there's no woman beautiful enough that she can't get cheated on. Okay, I'm just being and any man will tell you that. I don't and some of y'all aren't even beautiful. No disrespect. You know what I mean I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, but some of you are not even like you know like on that level to even be in that conversation, so you better have the best personality you better level a highest level of emotional availability you know what i mean you you ha you have no choice i mean you're forty five with three kids you got to be a little bit more particular about that attitude. You know what I mean? Because that ass ain't going to make nobody commit to you. Not, not at 45. You know, you got to actually have some things to offer that are going to make him stick around. You better have the best personality. If your personality isn't the absolute best, you're going to be single. Cause right now I know my audience. There was a time when I when I was what in my early twenties starting the show out. My audience was in my early twenties, in their early twenties. But now I'm four I'm 43. So that's I know a lot of you are around the same age as me. So if you're listening like dang, you know what I mean. Like you better have the best personality. Your mentality better be on point. And we're gonna hear next week from men from all around the country, from Ohio, from Philly, from from Florida, um, from California, from Colorado. We're gonna hear men from all over the country weighing in on exactly the things that I'm talking about right now on barber the re, the live return of barbershop talk uncensored, uncensored. Can Let me ask you a question. What could be better than that? I'm, no, I just want to be clear for a second. What could what could be what movie what TV show could be better than Barbershop Talk Uncensored on the Daydons Home Show? I don't think there's anything. To be honest with y'all, y'all better tune in. It's gonna be amazing. I mean, but this is amazing. This you know what I mean. So what do you think that's gonna be like? So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's 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 keep it moving. So one of the things I said because women saying, well, I'm I'm just tired, Daton. They say, I'm tired. I say, what are you tired of? Well, I'm tired of men playing games. I'm tired of being used for sex. I'm tired of my emotions being toyed with. I say, let me ask you a question. Why not just stop having sex? And it gets quiet. I I mean, it's simple. If you're tired of being used for sex, stop having sex, right? You know, I I mean, it would seem like common sense, right? Stop having sex. I, we live in a society where women have been brainwashed and convinced that in order to keep a man's attention, they have to have sex with him. It's like, all right, we're, we're dating. We're quote-unquote dating, so we got to have sex. After a certain point, if not the initial point or certainly after a certain point, we have to have sex. And my question is, why do you have to? Well, he'll lose interest if I don't. I want a commitment. I mean, how he won't commit to me if he, won't, if he can't have sex with me. I'll even go as far as to say this. I want to go as far as to say this. I'm going to give you guys a little uh, preview of of one of the guys. I'm not not going to say who. If he wants to put it out there, I'll let him put it out there himself. But one of, listen to what I'm saying that one of the men who will be on the barbershop talk panel who is single, maybe I'm giving too much, he is going, I know him and his views are. He's not willing to wait until marriage. I said, so you won't wait until marriage for sex? I said, so what if you met a great woman and she told you she's celibate she's not waiting for sex? I mean, she's not willing to have sex. He said, no, I mean, I'm good. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? that She's not for me. I need, I need to sample that ass. You, and that's, that's, he's, that's his views. Now, whether or not he'll, you know, I'm pretty sure he'll tell you that himself. But, you know, that's, some men will tell you that. But that's probably if you're a Christian woman and you you know you want love, that's probably not the man you want to deal with. Real men I'm gonna say real men, but but Christian men, you know, men actively seeking a wife, that's not their stance. You know what I mean? He's not he'll tell you I don't wanna give I don't wanna give too much but I'm saying too much. I'm gonna let y'all hear it for yourselves. But you see what I'm saying? Like some men out there are like that. You know what I'm saying? Some men They do want that ass first. They do want to see what it's like. But the best men, the men I would hope you would only settle for and want to be with, they would be willing to wait until marriage for you. You know? One of the things I said on Facebook, you know, I said uh, great men will appear when you make that ex or friend with benefits disappear. You know, I mean, and that's just, again, we're talking today about commitment. We cannot have a conversation about commitment without talking about the real reasons men are not committing. I touched on it earlier, but at the end of the day, if you have an ex or your baby dad who is still in the picture, and you know at the end of the day you still, he might come over to move a couch, or he might have to come over to, you know, handle some business or whatever, or you guys are co-parenting and y'all slip into the back room, you let him hit it real quick. You know, you're not together. Let's 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 just you know let's keep it real. You're not together, right? Let's tell me if you see logic in this. You're not together, but you are doing things together, like you're co-parenting. You're doing things. You may have expenses that you still share. You go into the back room. You let him hit it real quick. No condom, mind you. Now you're not together. So what do you think he's doing when he's not with you? Well, I mean, common sense should tell you he's having sex with other women because that's the whole point of not being together. If he wasn't having sex with other women, he would be with you. So you're having unprotected sex with your ex. You I had, a, I had a baby together. You've been together for, for, for 15 years. So you're like, okay, we're not using condoms after 15 years. Okay, okay, I get it. However, he's also having sex with other women. Aside from the, the safety aspect of that and how that makes no sense from a safety standpoint, why would you think, and, and I, again, not, not to be, you know, uh, cavalier or, you know, about it, or I'm just trying to understand, why would any woman think that a man looking for a wife would choose a woman who's still having unprotected sex with her ex. <clears throat> these are just questions. These, you know what I mean? It's like this stuff is not complicated. You know, we look around and people will have whole three hour shows talking about nothing. Ridiculous podcasts where they literally talk about nothing for three hours. I, I don't listen to your know, podcasts. I don't listen to none of them. I can't stand these podcasts. Now, that's no disrespect to anyone, but how, they just literally don't talk about anything. It's like people talking over each other. They're talking about nothing for like an hour. It's a total waste of time, and they're not asking the most important question. You can skip all that foolishness and just ask the most important question of why would someone commit to a woman who's still having sex with her baby dad or, her, or an ex or a friend with benefits or a quote-unquote male friend? Where is the logic in that? There is none. That's the reason right there. End the show, you don't need to skip all the podcasts. You know what I mean? Just delete them. Delete your whole podcast thing. You know what I mean? You don't need to do it. Some of these people do. Anybody can do a podcast. I'm not hating on nobody, but it's just like just simplify it. Ask the questions that need to be asked. You know, um, we look at male friends. You know, women will say, well, "You know, why are these men? These men aren't committing." men men are afraid of commitment they're intimidated by my success okay well how, which, what, what, how many male friends do you have how many male friends do you have i said well you know i got like 1000 male friends on on facebook like 15000 followers on instagram and this and that it's like wow okay do you know these people they know so okay what purpose do they serve Cause i'm i'm on your page now and they just all these men are giving you these likes and you're posting these pictures and specifically designed to get likes and um, they're telling you how sexy they are. They want to drink your bath water and they, they can't wait to do this and that. And you're you're liking it and hearting the, the, the comments and you're, you know, you're flirting with them in the in the comment thread. And it's just like, so who are these people?
1: Well, I mean, you know,
0: some of them I don't know, some of them I know, and some of them I know a little better than the others. They laugh. It's like, <laughs> you're like, hee, hee, hee. Well, that's why you're single. That's the reason right there. You just saved a whole bunch of money on life coaching because now, you, now you know why you're single. You don't need me to tell you. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just—it's—we're gonna see that stuff. And again, I'm—I'm I'm just asking from a logical perspective. If you're just ask yourself, ladies, if you're single looking for love, and you're openly and blatantly flirting with other men on social media, why? Would anyone commit to you? I'm just asking. I know I wouldn't. I know nobody in their right mind would. You know what I mean? Because if we see that flirting, the obvious assumption is going to be you're having sex with that person. They say, well, I'm not having sex with nobody. I'm not having sex with him. I don't even know him. It doesn't matter if you know him or not. It's what the appearance is. Because, again, remember, remember the whole thing is don't bring no trash home to mom. Right. Well, here's the only problem with that. Well, I never met his mom, but here's the problem. Well, my mom is on Facebook. A lot of these moms are actually on Facebook now. So if you try to tell a, 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 someone's mom that you're getting, you know, you're getting close with someone, you're thinking about committing something well, they're gonna check her out. Well, oh, what's her name on Facebook? Let me look at her page. So when mom pulls up her page, I mean, oh, that's a that's a no. She, the, the, you know what I mean? What's the, the Randy Jackson? That's a no for me, dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, you know, their mom is gonna see that. These men are gonna see that. Everybody is gonna see that. Some of y'all put your whole lives on social media and expect men to want to just jump into that. It makes no sense. And the irony, the irony is that is that these men are not only not looking for that but they're looking for the opposite of that. They're literally looking for the opposite of how you're presenting yourself on social media. I've literally had conversations. First of all, not only that's what I wanted and found and married, but, you know, someone who was, you know, visible on social media. But what I saw was nothing, you know, uh, outlandish, whorish, hoish, slutty, seductive. Like, that's not what we want. Do yourselves a favor, lady. And I'm just telling you, I mean, this show, these shows are timeless. I like to do shows that where you can just kind of go back ten years later, five years later, whatever, and refer to them. So, but, and this is just one of those things. Go, go do yourselves a favor. If you're single and, and trying to make sense of this whole thing, go to some of your married um, friends, female friends, and just look at their pages. And I'm not talking about the ones who, you know, husband is, is cheating and husband is this and that, you know, but happily married friends of yours. Go to their page and see what you see. You know what I mean? Check out their pictures, check out their comments, check out the lack of flirtation, the lack of busted challenges, the lack of silhouette challenges, the absence of, of heart emojis to Other men. The bottom line is this. If you want to be a wife, you have to stop trying to be a MILF. I said that many years. I might repost that. I mean, let's just, if you want to be a wife, you have to stop trying to be a MILF. I would hope that most people know what a MILF is by now. You know what I mean? If not... It is a mother I'd like to have sex with. That's what a MILF is. And what we're seeing in today's society, and, again, we're talking about women in their 40s, late 30s at this point. That's my demographic. You're a mom. Your hoe days should have been long gone by now, okay? It, it literally turns my stomach when I see, on one picture, a woman half naked, ass out, titties out, and then you scroll to the next picture, she's got like a seven-year-old daughter and a, and a it, 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 you know young a young son, holding him like fully clothed or, or going sledding or something. It, it it turns my stomach because, I mean, for a few reasons, but. I cannot stress my son is 6, my daughter is uh 10 and I'm sorry, 9. I'm tripping. And she she's going on 14. And you know what I mean, but I cannot stress how how like sponges these kids are. They literally watch everything. They, they emulate everything. My son literally does, tries to do everything that I do. My daughter watches everything. She regurgitates everything. So, unfortunately, I'm not out there doing anything crazy. But just imagine if you are out there on IG or, you know, living a particular lifestyle, and, and your kids are seeing that stuff. What effect do you think that that's going to have on just, let's just say a little girl who sees their mom being a hoe? What do you think she's going to grow up to be? So if we're talking about commitment, you you guys have to understand that these men, we know what it is at this point. We know, we know that at this stage in the game, we're probably going to be dating someone who has children, which is fine. Most, I mean, you know, for some people it's fine, but, you got guys I have to understand we're talking about marrying you. you got to look at the possibility of us adopting your kids or at the very least you know being a stepfather or father figure in those kids' lives and so if if we we already know that looking at you that that's what we're possibly t- you know signing up for. so if we look at you and like Man, she she she's you know she ain't that really that great of a mom and her kids are going to grow up to be a certain type of way because this is how their mom is. Well, these men aren't going to try to change you, and they're not going to try to change the trajectory of those kids. They're just going to choose to just not deal with either one of you. And that's, again, another reason why these men are not committed, because of the type of mother that they see you being to these badass kids. And and, and, sometimes, sometimes these badass kids, but other times the kids aren't bad. They just got jacked up parents, deadbeat dead, mom pissed off all the time, you know what I mean, angry, bitter, borderline abusive, sometimes not so borderline and sometimes outright abusive to their kids, not because they hate the kids, but because they hate the, the father that produced those kids, so they take it out on the kids. No one's talking about this, but I see it every day. I'm just speaking facts. I see it every day. I see I see. Angry, abusive, violent single moms cussing out their kids because they are pissed as hell at what their child's father did to them and and is still doing to them. And you think somebody's supposed to come in and, and be Superman and change all of that? Of course not. You can't talk about. I mean, just we got to be honest about this. If we're gonna, t- you can't talk about why men don't commit without talking about the real reasons that we're not committing. We look at the total picture. You think after listening to this show and me talking about all these different factors, you think that you really think it's about me being intimidated by your success? You know what I mean it has nothing to do with that. The reason these men are not committing is is everything that I'm talking about today. And that's why this is only part one. Remember, I'm gonna keep saying it part two is next Friday night with the fellas. We're going to be talking about these same topics, these same exact topics on why men don't commit, but you're going to get a chance to hear not just my opinion because this is just my opinion this, i don't want i I do not speak for all men. I want to put that out there I do not and nor do I try to or claim to, but I think everyone listening in knows that i'm I'm speaking. You know, a whole heck of a lot of truth One thing you will never hear Is a whole, whole, whole bunch of men Disagreeing with the things that I'm saying When I start talking this dating and relationship stuff You will never hear that Never have heard it, never will hear it Because what I'm saying is true I haven't said anything today that's untrue You know, these are all factors That go into the real reasons why we don't commit Let me tell you something else So let's talk about male friends Like I said, male friends I just want to go a little bit deeper into it so so a lot of women are not hoes. Let me just say this. I have a lot of women out there, single women, who are not hoes. Um, they are not posting ass shots. They are not having sex with an ex. They do not have a baby dad that they're having sex with. Um, they're, that, they're none of those things. However, there are a number of women. Many of these women are in the Friends of the Date on Tober Show group. Add yourselves if, you're, if you um, are not in there already. Good, really good faith. That's why I don't post a lot. I don't even post to my main page. You guys have been saying, Hey, you don't post a lot on your page. That's because everything I post now is in the group. And we're having great conversations over there. So add yourselves over there um, if you choose. But a lot of these women have male friends. And and women, I have conversations with women. They'll say, Well, I'm not, you know, these are totally platonic friendships. Totally platonic, they don't. I'm not doing anything. I, I look. He's like my brother. He's just like my brother. There's nothing going on there. I said so. okay, you're saying it's platonic, right? Yeah, t- totally platonic. I said okay. So, does he flirt with you? <laughs> well, what, what you mean? What's the, what's funny? I mean, well, you know, he. I mean, he says little things, but I mean, he knows that ain't nothing gonna happen. I mean, so okay. So what kind of things did he say?
2: I mean, you know, he might
0: make little comments and, you know, say little, little flirtatious things about what he wants to do to me, you know what I mean? Like, wait, what? Like, wait, wait, hold on. What did you say? He makes comments about what he wants to do to you. I mean, yeah, but that's like my brother. I don't even look at him like that. No, no, it, see, it doesn't matter how you look at him. This is what women don't get. Yo, ladies, y'all better get your notepads out, man. You better get your notepads out because this is so important. It doesn't matter how you look at him. Some of you have to, you, you live life with blinders on. You only see things from your perspective. Your perspective doesn't matter. What well, it matters, but it's not the only thing that matters. His perspective also matters. You say, well, why, why is that?
1: Well, the reason for
0: that is because, again, if we're talking about men seeking a wife and why we don't commit, why do I want to commit to a woman who's got three, quote-unquote, male friends that are actively waiting, first of all, flirting with them, blatantly flirting, on and off social media, but also actively waiting for their opportunity to have sex with them? They're, they're telling you they want to sleep with you, and you're, you know, just kind of pushing them off, pushing them off. No, 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 we're not like that. But who But at some point, maybe you'll be vulnerable, and maybe it'll just happen, or maybe it's already happened, and you're just acting like it hasn't happened, or you, something happened that you would just conveniently like to forget. Because what you're saying is, is this. You're saying that, okay, I want a husband. I want a man who will love me, who will love my children, who will commit to me and be faithful to me and respect me. However, you don't just have to accept me. You don't just have to accept my children. But you also have to accept my male friend, who I've known for, you know, the last ten years. It's like, okay, whoa, I, I can deal with you. I can deal with your badass kids. But now you're, <laughs> you're asking me to accept a a, a a, let's be honest, a non-platonic friendship with a man who you may or may not have already slept with, who still wants to sleep with you. You're asking me to accept that friendship. Well, yeah, because there's nothing going on. <laughs> Listen, does that does that even make sense, yo? Serious, I mean, all jokes are aside, like, does that make sense? It doesn't make sense. I'm I'm gonna that's rhetorical. It makes no sense. And and not only does it make sense, does it not make sense? It's just not gonna happen. It can make sense, not make sense, doesn't matter. It's just not gonna happen. Plain and simple. No one is gonna do that. I want to be very clear. Uh, What are you saying So let's break it down What are you saying to me? Are you telling me That I can't have My male friend That I've known For the last 20 years Yeah he took my virginity 20 years ago But that doesn't It doesn't matter He's just my friend Now you're telling me I gotta cut off These male friends If I want a husband You damn right you do You damn right Yes you do No male friends Period That's not right Man, I don't like that. Mm-mm. I'm going to turn I'm going that other deal. What's that Kevin Samuels? I'm going to go listen to him. I'm going to listen. What's that, uh, Derrick Jackson? I'm going to go listen. He never said no shit like that. That's fine. Go to him. Go listen to them. I'm going to be honest with you. No male friends. And it's, most people, your pastor might even say, oh, yeah, it's fine. You know, as long as they're platonic, go ahead and just keep them in a platonic friendship state. I'm going to be honest with you. No man is going to wife you up as long as you have a quote-unquote male best friend, ask around. And oh, we can ask the dudes this next week. We can ask the men this next week. I don't have a problem doing that. We, and they may even say something differently. However, I personally do not – I know a lot of them. I've been in a fraternity, proud member of Phi Beta Sigma. Many of these guys you hear next week are Sigmas, men I've known for 20, 30 years, best friends of mine, good friends of mine. Um, I respect their opinions. I personally have never heard a man say I would be okay with my wife having a male best friend. And, And I'm thinking now, just off the top of my head, and I know a lot of married men, I do not know any males or any men whose wives have a male best friend, okay? And I'm just being honest with you. I mean, it doesn't happen. We can talk about it. We can debate about it. We can fight about it. You can try to be that one person, or you can try to be the exception to the rule if you want to. I've heard tons and tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of men say, look, we know the deal. It ain't happening. Let me tell you this story. I'm not going to say any names. I used to deal with this woman who had a quote-unquote male best friend, or a really good male best friend, and they, you know, they would flirt. They did things like I think she would buy him breakfast, and he would buy her breakfast. They worked at the same job occasionally, and she would tell me this when we first met. And in my mind, I'm like, wait. So you're you're buying, y'all you know, buy each other breakfast? Yes. You know, sometimes he'll be running late, or I'll be running late, and you know, sometimes I'll just grab his, his breakfast from the, the stand or whatever. I said, okay. So, um, and that, and that was that. And so, it was like a lot of little things that I just didn't, I wasn't really comfortable with. They kind of were like red flags to me. Fast forward, we we stopped talking, but me and the dude stayed friends years after she and I had stopped talking, you know, we became friends and and I, and it became known <laughs> like, I mean, we never talked about her specifically, but it was just pretty much like I saw how he got down and you know what I mean? And he was just waiting for his opportunity, you know what I mean? And that's just what it was. And so as men, we know what it really is. It doesn't matter what you think it is. We know his intentions. And I'm only focusing so much on the male friends piece of it because you don't have to be a hoe. A lot of women aren't hoes. You're not having sex, but you do have those male friends, and you just cannot understand why you're single. You know what I'm saying? You know, my wife does not and has not ever, at least not since I've known her, had a male best friend. You know what I'm saying? It just It's not who we marry. Now, will we have sex with a woman with a male best friend? Absolutely. So, I mean, I'm just, I hope you guys are getting this. I hope you, you know what I mean, aren't turned off by this, but this is what it is. It would be nice if there was like some nice cozy way to wrap it up in a bow where you could, you know, date whoever you want, have sex with whoever you want, be friends with whoever you want, and still get the best possible man to put a ring on your finger. Guess what? It ain't going to happen. It ain't happened in 45 years. It ain't going to happen in the next 10 years doing what you've been doing. The only way you're gonna, things are going to change is from listening to the show and, and implementing these changes into your life. That's just what it is. Let me tell you something else. So <clears throat> one of the things we look at when we look at social media is, is, is not just the, the comments and not just the male friends and not just the pictures, but we also look at the status updates. One of the things I said on Facebook a few years ago was, I said, ladies, updating your Facebook status about how you're, quote-unquote, over a man does nothing but show everyone that you're not really over him. You, you, you know what I mean, ladies? Like it, It's one of those things where you, you think that you're being cool, you think you're being strong, you think you're doing all of these things but unfortunately you you're doing nothing but allowing everyone to see how emotionally unavailable you are you know it's not one it's it's one of those things that you, can't, you like you're trying to hide something you're trying to portray yourself as this oh I'm strong I'm over him I kicked him to the curb but when you post your you know a, a post about this person you're just letting everyone know that one, you're not over him, two, you're probably still sleeping with him, you know, and, and three, you're emotionally tied to him. And that's where that we go back to that seventy five percent. That seventy five percent ratio of, you know, being emotionally available to give one hundred percent of your heart. You're not there. Your 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 heart is spoken for by someone else. Even if it's as small as 25%, which really isn't small. You see what I'm saying? Nobody wants 75% of you. You know? So stop that. I scroll. I don't scroll down, and this is no disrespect. I don't scroll down my timeline often, or my, what is it, my, my news feed often. I just don't have the time. I got like 5,000. I don't have time to be liking this like that, So, you know, you post something. I'm not ignoring it. I probably didn't see it. You know what I mean? But if, I, if and when I do scroll down my my, my news feed, just kind of see what's going on. I sometimes I see these posts, you know, and it's just like, why are you putting that out there? What, why did you do that? You ever heard someone say it's better to not say anything? Sometimes, just don't. If you don't have anything, you're bored. Don't just put up a, a post about bashing men just because you're bored. Like that's probably you could probably just do nothing. Post a Bible verse. Post a scripture. You know, just, if you can't think of anything else to say, just do that. That would be better than, you know, posting, Well, that nigga lost his opportunity and he's wasting my time and I ain't got, like, all that stuff is just extra. You know, all it's doing is causing people to look at you like, dang, this dude has her wrapped around his finger. All he has to do is call her. Or, and apologize, and she's right back over there. And you want to wonder why he, somebody else isn't, is not seeing that. That's the irony. Women will know what they put up there. They will know the person that they're dealing with or want to be dealing with is seeing what they're posting. And they have the audacity to be like, why won't he commit to me? Why won't any of these men on my Facebook status commit to me? When they see the flirting, they see the, the posts on Facebook, they see the, the, the comment threads, and, and and people really can't figure out why these men aren't committing. It's 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 ludicrous, actually. It, you know, it makes no sense to not understand why these men are not committing. You're bashing another man on your timeline. Why would someone just say, oh, okay? You ever you ever go to a job interview and they say, so, um, what what was the reason why you left your last? Company, your this last position with this company, what? Why why did that end? Why did you leave there? That is, if you guys know anything about human resources, you know, or the interview process, that's not. They don't care. That's a test. You know what I'm saying? They don't care about that other company. They care about you and how you feel about that company and the negative things that you may or may not say about them when it's time for you to leave that company. If you go ahead and bash that other company to them in that interview. You, you realize you're not getting that job, right? I just want you. I used to be in HR. You're definitely not getting that position. So why do you think bashing your baby's dad, you know, bashing your ex-boyfriend, your ex-husband, publicly on social media is going to result in you being chosen by someone else? It makes no sense whatsoever. None, zero, nada. I'm just being honest. You know what I mean? It, it just doesn't. So what else? What else can we talk about? Let's move on. Like I said, a lot of the stuff I'm going to save for um, specifically for a barbershop talk, a lot of it we're going to talk about again just from a barbershop uh, perspective. But we have to talk about, I want to talk about, um, Let's talk about mentality. We're, we're currently having a um, – because I'll save attitude for next week. We're, uh, I was debating whether I want to go into attitude or mentality, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch on uh, a few pieces of what your mentality has to be like for us to view you in a wifeable manner. And right now in the Friends of the Day Don Tolbert Show group, we're having a really good discussion and debate on um, women who choose to hyphenate their last name. Okay? And what I've seen is, and I, I posted this question yesterday, and um, I, over the years I've found this to be more and more and more and more common. You know, you're seeing so many women um, choosing and ultimately refusing, in some cases, to take on, to drop their last name and take on their husband's name. And I want to talk about that. Because let me just say, this is not a knock on any married woman who's chosen to do that. If, it, if, if that is what you chose to do and your husband is okay with it, you're happily married, more power to you. I don't judge people's decisions. This is None of this today is to judge. If that's what you're doing and that works for you or if anything is what you're doing and that works, keep doing it. However, as a married man, or let's do this, as a non-married man, okay, as a non-married man myself back in the day over 10 years ago, my wife and I have been married for 10 years, so you take me back over 10 years to being a non-married man, be clear about this. Hell would have frozen over before I would have married someone who refused to take on my last name. Okay? I was, That That was a deal breaker. That was a deal breaker. That was non-negotiable. Um, that's just not something that I personally wanted to deal with. Okay? Um, that's not to say that other men will we'll hear next week on Barbershop Talk. You know how other men. I'm not speaking for other. I'm saying me personally. I chose not to deal with that. Um, that would that would have been a deal breaker for me. Um, hence, Danielle Tolbert, not Danielle anything Tolbert. Just Danielle Tolbert. That's it. Deydan Tolbert, Danielle Tolbert. Like that's just what it is. Now, the men that I have spoken to. I'll say this, many, let me, me, how do I want to phrase this? I personally have never met a man who wanted his wife to hyphenate her last name, ever. I've never met someone who wanted that to happen. I have, however, met men, encountered men, had conversations with men who compromised, who... Um, tolerate, you know, the hyphenation of their wife's last name. Um, so I think my, the advice that I would give on that topic is, and first of all, so I've asked many women, I said, so that's the debate. I said, why are you guys doing it? How many of you would do it? And there's some women who are very, very um, deliberate and very, um, what's the word, um, stern and set in their way and say, I am absolutely hyphenated. These are single women, mind you, single women, saying I would, I would absolutely hyphenate. I'm definitely going to hyphenate. And if they haven't met their husband, they don't, they're just saying. And so my, my thing is you're going to be single forever with that mentality. That's the wrong mentality to have. If anything, if anything, and I want to give a shout-out to uh, Shelly Williams. Shout-out to Shelley show, you know what I mean? Uh, single on a Saturday night talk show, very popular here in Philly shout. shout, shout out. And she she so and I just I want to shout her out because she's in the group a friend of mine we've done a lot of things together over the years um, I want to shout her out because she gave an amazing answer this is amazing this right here listen to what I'm saying to you if you think you want to hyphenate and you have views on that listen to what I'm about to say because she is a single woman who gave in my opinion the best possible answer and has the Best Mentality When it comes to this subject Listen to what I'm about to tell you She said Because she answered She responded to I don't have it up in front of me So I'm going to paraphrase The question was Would you hyphenate Or why so many women hyphenate She said She loves her last name um, She would want to hyphenate for, for professional reasons I think she mentioned But um, She's very fond of her, her last name She's branded And this and that And I said Okay I said so what, how would you feel if your husband, your future husband, wanted you to, you know, just drop your last name and take his last name? What what if that was a deal breaker? What if that was something that he was passionate about? How would you feel about that? She said, if that's the man that God sent to me, we would have a conversation about it. And at the end of the day, I would be submissive and I would take his last name. Oh, my goodness. I, that. That was amazing. That is the perfect answer. Listen, ladies, you know, that I wish so many women could adopt that way of thinking, and we, we literally see so many more women um, becoming wives. And let me tell you specifically black women, but let me just tell you why I say that. So many people don't understand what submission really means. First of all, in 2021, so many women think, again, specifically black women, look at submission as a negative. They look at submission as a form of weakness. They look at submission as a form of vulnerability. And it's none of those things. It's actually biblical. But what does it actually mean? What does it mean to be submissive? What the whole point of submissiveness is, is when there's a conflict. You're at a roadblock. You feel what I'm saying? It's like you have your thoughts and I have my thoughts. So now we're both set in our thought process. Now we're at an impasse. One of us has to give in. There has to be a compromise. The Bible says and calls for a wife to submit to her husband, not the other way around. Now, if if I say hey let's watch a movie, what are you in the mood for? My wife says um, comedy. I want to watch a drama. There's not a lot of that doesn't re, she doesn't have to submit to me and watch the drama. That's not what that is referring to. It's not that serious. But if we're talking about that, that's more like a compromise. You want Chinese or soul food? Okay, we compromise and get whatever. That's not what I'm talking about. But we're talking about a real issue, a real topic, where you know what I mean? Like a, an executive decision has to be made. It is the woman's role to trust that man as the leader of the household, the head of the household, and submit to him and trust that he will make the right decision. Doing that, and she used the word submissiveness. She said, I would submit to my husband. How many women out here are, are is that even still a thing? Are women even submitting anymore? Are you a single woman? Are you even willing to submit? You know what I'm saying? There are women who will tell you, no, I'm not, I'm not submitting. We can be equals. Women will really, single women will tell you that. We can be equals. We're not supposed to be equals. Where, where in the Bible does it say we're supposed to be equal? It doesn't say that. It said that the husband is the head of the household and, and God, Jesus, is the head of the, uh, wait, the husband is the head of the wife and the family. God is the head of the household, the leader of your lives. That's how that's supposed to work. Nowhere is a woman supposed to lead or be an equal or anything like that. That doesn't mean he, the man is supposed to control you. It just means you trust that man to lead you. See, back in the day, my grandma, my mom, you know, so well, I don't want to put words. My mom was a little, you know, a little, little, little different with. They had a different type of relationship. But I'll say back in the day, that that generation before you know they women knew or had a better understanding of their role in the household and i don't want anyone to look at this in a negative way because again we're talking biblically you know the bible was the was the the foundation back in the day now it's the me now it's cnn you know what I'm saying? Now it's MSNBC. That's the foundation. People are leaning to social media to, to be the foundation of their, their lifestyle. It's ridiculous. What happened to the Bible being your foundation? What happened to, you know what I'm saying? Submission is not a negative thing. It's a biblical thing. You can't argue with the Bible unless you're not a Christian. If But if you're a Christian, you have no choice but to submit to the Bible, submit to God's word, just like you should submit to your husband. So I'm just I'm I'm taking time to to really focus on that because if you tell a man what you're not gonna do, you're gonna be single. Period. If you have a if you're strong, it's fine to have your own opinion. You can give your opinion. You can express your feelings, and we want you to. This is not a dictatorship. But don't tell me what you're not gonna do. If anything. If if anything, you need to be open to ha She said, and I'm going back to Shelly again, Shelly Williams. She said, we're going to have a conversation about it. You see what I'm saying? We're going to have a conversation. We're going to talk about it. And if that's something, that you know what I mean, that we, we can't get past, at the end of the day, I'm going to submit to my husband. Mm, 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 mm. Look at that. That is exactly what you want to. That's, that's it. That's it right there. I could end the show right there. You know, I've known Shelley for a long time. I, I believe she she will be found by her husband, especially with that type of uh, mentality. You know what I'm saying? Check out her show, Single on a Saturday Night, which I actually helped to start. I was the host of of the very, 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 very first Single on a Saturday Night uh, TV show. uh airs here in Philly and maybe even other places at this point. It's been on for about 10 years now, but I hosted the very first, or actually the first couple episodes of that show, so... Uh, check out "Single on a Saturday Night" uh, on YouTube and all that other good stuff. Oh man, I, that's just, like I said. That was that was the best possible answer to that. But no, like I said, man. So we 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 see so many just mean, mean spirited um, women and, and just unwilling to compromise, unwilling to submit. That mentality, I call it the the, the Beyonce. Independent woman syndrome And I've been talking You guys know me you, you heard me talk about The Beyonce independent woman syndrome For over 15 years now That's how long I've been talking about that Because when that song came out Independent woman It, became, it started a revolution It started a revolution You know Women went from Being biblically minded To being independent minded And it's never been the same it has never been the same since, and that is not what we want. No, It's funny. You, women think, and I found that women think that men want this whole independent, like women think, like that whole I-N-D-E-P, like that's a cool song, Miss Independent, me, like, but that is, that's entertainment. That's not what real men want in a life. You guys know that, right? Or you should know that about it. That's not what we want. Those are songs. Nobody says, yeah, I want my wife to be you know, super independent. No, you should be dependent. I want to say this. Watch this. This is going to piss a lot of people off. Women, you, oh, you're going to love this. You should be and should look forward to being dependent on your husband. Yeah, let me Let me repeat that. Women. You should be dependent on your husband. All right? That's it. Actually, not a lie. That's not it. See, I got you. That was, That's not it. Guess what? There's an addendum to that or a continuation to it. Well, I said you're going to love this. Men should be dependent on their wives also. Look at that. You see how I brought that back together? Y'all about to hang up. Y'all about to turn your log off, hang your phones up. You about to cuss me out. Women should be dependent on their husbands, but also men should be dependent on their wives. Guess what? Here it comes. Men and women, husbands and wives, should depend on each other. That's not a bad thing. Nowhere in the Bible does it say you should be independent. In fact, it says the opposite. We have too many women out here with an independent woman mentality. That is going to leave. If you want to be independent, you'll, you'll be in the, you'll go, you're going to really be independent. You know what I'm saying you you'll be independent. You'll be single. That's the ultimate independence. But that's not what we want. Show me a man that wants a woman that has an independent way of thinking. Show me just one. Ladies, I'm going to tell you like I don't care if you are the boss and many of you are you're your your you're, you're team leader, you are the executive vice president of your company, you're an engineer, you're a lawyer, you're a doctor, I don't care what you are, and congratulations if you're those, uh, you know what I mean, congratulations, more power to you. I don't care how many people you manage. I don't care how, if you're a teacher. I know, I know so many teachers that are going to be single just because they, treat their, they try to treat their, the man in their life like they treat these kids. Just because you're used to managing people and leading people and giving instructions and directions, you better leave that at the door. When you come home to your man Or you will be single you, Not only will you be single And if you're not single You'll be cheated on Which is really the same as being single If you think you're going to boss somebody around In his home We as black men you're gonna, We're going to do so many shows So many great shows On Barbershop Talk We're going to have cops One of my frat brothers Is a, is a police officer here in Philadelphia He's going to come on We're going to talk about um, social justice Racial inequality We're going to talk, oh, talk about so many things But one of the things you guys got to understand is as men, we go out here every day having to deal with these niggas trying to rob us and kill us, cops, you know what I mean, run-ins with cops, um, racist, you know, corporate America type stuff. We deal with all of that stuff on a daily basis, you know, and if you think we want to come home to our sanctuary, our home that we would want to be peaceful and, and want to Argue. We've been arguing and fighting all day. You think we want to come home and argue and fight? Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> what did the Bible say? It is better. What did he say? It a, it's, a, it's quite a few scriptures, but <laughs> what did he say? You should. It's better to uh, live in a desert than with a quarrelsome woman. That's what the that's uh, <laughs> that's what the Bible says. <laughs> it said a man would rather live alone in the desert. Than to live with a nagging and quarrelsome wife I'm paraphrasing But that's that's actually a scripture in the Bible mm, mm, mm. And some of y'all are nagging and quarrelsome As you want to be mm. That's horrible And then have the audacity To wonder why you're single When the Bible already told you why you're single Oh man, let me ask you a question can we can we talk I'm gonna talk about one more thing and then I'm gonna wrap it up and then I'm gonna save the rest for um for barbershop talk next week. But why are so many women now I mean this is rhetorical because I know but I, I wanna talk about it. So many women are in favor of hyphenating their last names, but not just the hyphenation, but of signing prenuptial agreements. Mm 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 Listen, prenuptial agreements are becoming more and more, as as we've been talking about, as we talk about, you know, um, women being more and more successful, whether we're talking houses, assets, savings, mortgages, um, property, other forms of property, investments, um, women are looking at marriage more so not so much As love or marrying for love But more so business transaction Marriage is supposed to be a covenant Not with your partner Well technically with your partner But more so you guys collectively make a covenant with God Not a business contract You're confusing a business contract with a covenant You see what I'm saying? It's not a business transaction You're doing it for love there are so, and I'm saying this as a man, you're seeing so many women who have done very well for themselves. So, because they've done so well for themselves, they want to protect their assets. But you've got to ask yourself protect your assets from what? What are you protecting yourself for? From your husband? Why? Because I, you think I might be crazy? I might try to take things in a divorce that aren't owed to me? I might you know, become an asshole, you think this about me? You think I could do those things? You think I would do, do those things? Well, then why the heck are we even getting married? If that's how you feel about me, it makes no sense. People say, well, you know, you know things happen. You know, you, you think you know somebody. and Well, no, it's not you think you know somebody. How about you actually get to know someone? And if you have doubts about that person, then guess what? You shouldn't be marrying that person There is no reason For a prenuptial agreement Let's look at it from a, from a biblical standpoint Let me ask you a question What does the Bible say? The Bible says without faith It's impossible to please him right? That's what the Bible says Without faith it's impossible to please him So let me ask you a question Think about what you're saying On your wedding day Everybody's happy The woman is happy The man is happy, the mom's happy, the dad's happy, the father-in-law, you know what I mean? The kids are happy, everybody's happy, having a great time. But you sign this prenup. Why did you sign the prenup? Because at the end of the day, you prayed for a husband, he prayed for a wife. But at the end of the day, you really don't think it's going to be forever. It just might not be forever. I hope it will. I mean we can hope for the best the best, but it probably won't be forever. So let's just sign this prenup in case it it's not forever. So like I said, you still you're happy, he's happy, everybody's happy. The reception is popping, you're doing the, 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 the cha cha slide and the, the, the electric slide, and all these other slides, the wobble, you know? But guess who's not happy? God. God's not happy. How do you know God's not happy? Everybody at the wedding is happy. Who's not? God is not happy. Why isn't God happy? Because the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please him. So God's not pleased because why? You don't have faith that, in what you pray for. The Bible, the, the vows say till death do us part. You're, that's a, you guys know that's a prayer, right? That's supposed to be a prayer. You're actually praying when you, when you recite those vows. That's a covenant between you, you guys collectively, and with God. You're making a covenant with God. So how, how is God happy while you, with that covenant if you don't even believe it? What do you mean I don't believe it? How do you believe it if you sign the prenup? If, if you believe it, why do you need a prenup? You can't have it both ways. You cannot have it both ways. You can't have faith and then sign the prenup. The whole point of the prenup is because you don't have faith. Don't you get that? The whole point of, of faith is to take a leap of faith. There is no backup plan. There is no what if it doesn't work. That's not faith then. Anyone who thinks that that's faith is, is unfamiliar with the definition of faith. It makes no sense. So it doesn't, it's not hard to understand why the divorce rate skyrockets in instances where prenups are, 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 are signed. Did you know that? We're talking about close to 70% of marriages ending in divorce when when prenups are involved. Well in that case it's good that you sign the prenup because that, because you, you need it, because you, you're getting divorced. Show me someone who signed a prenup and is still married. Just just show whenever you get some time. Just you know post it in the group Inbox me, whatever. Show me someone who who you know, or, or, I mean, I don't even want to talk about these celebrities because they're all headed for divorce because they're not rooted in Christ. But I think we all should know by now that when prenups are signed, the lack of faith, the lack of trust is evident. You know what I mean? So I just wanted to put that out there, man. Like I, I like I said, I was successful. My wife was successful. We didn't even, we didn't even discuss a prenup. I mean, we didn't even, in fact, we discussed the opposite. She told me, she said, divorce is not an option. I mean, that's just, that was the, the collective agreement. You know what I mean? And I think we, we are, unfortunately, you know, we've gotten away from that as a society. Back in the day, it was just, you, that wasn't something that you did. Divorce was just not an option. But now it's so easy to do that people, if we're being honest, that's a big part of the reason for these hyphenations. That's the real reason. I mean, let's be honest. People are acting like, it's, it's, like we don't know what it really is. Women, a lot of times, not all the time, but in many cases, deep down, women know that the, the marriage is not going to be forever. The, the um, you know, the process Of switching everything to the new name and then switching it back to the original name after the divorce is so lengthy and so complicated a lot of times. You say, you know what? I'll just hyphenate so then that way when we divorce, I'll just drop his last name and I'll still, it won't even be a thing. No one will even notice. Very few women will admit that. I'm not asking anyone to admit it. Um, But I know, I want you to know that I know that that's the real reason. Okay? All that other stuff is, is in many cases, BS. It's like, you know, well, you know, I like my last name, and I didn't feel like going to the DMV to check. Come on, stop it. You know that y'all were together for 10 years before you even got married, and that nigga was cheating and lying. Y'all done seen some dark days, and it's great that y'all come to a great place at this point, and you're going to go ahead and get married, but you know what you've been through, and you know that there's a strong possibility that this thing may not make it till death do us part. So let me just go ahead and hyphenate, and that way that will save some some paperwork, some aggravation, and and, and anything else. And that's what it is. I I know what it is. You know what it is. No one will admit that's what it is because they're, you know, in many cases already married, and that's why they chose to hyphenate. But just understand, like I said, that divorce rate is close to 70%. It's high just to begin with. But understand. When prenups are involved, that divorce rate skyrockets. From whatever it is now, it skyrockets. The likelihood of divorce is imminent if you choose to sign a prenup. So in that case, it's like, what's the point? And I debate with friends about this all the time. We have debates. Some people are for it. Some people are against it. But just like, you can debate all you want, but you're probably going to get the the likelihood of you getting divorced is, is very high. So that, that begs the question, if you feel that strongly about a prenup, what's the benefit of actually even getting married? Just save the trouble. Just don't get married. You know what I mean? It's no point. On so many levels, on a practical level, on a statistical level, and certainly on a spiritual level. Um, guys, that's it for today. Um, like I said, though, if you guys are just tuning in or you join late, understand this was, it's not them, it's you, why black men don't commit, part one. Part two is next Friday for Barbershop, the return. It has been over 10 years since I have done Barbershop Talk on the date on Tolbert Show. But the return of Barbershop Talk Live, uncensored, where you guys will hear from men from all over the country, the same way you used to back in the day. We used to be up till midnight. Who remembers that? There hasn't been anything like that since. We the show used to be at nine o'clock on a Tuesday night, and we would go well past midnight with just talking about all this stuff with some of the realest men. And you guys can go out. That's all. It's all archived. Datontalbertshow.com. Just Google barbershop talk. You know, like I said, we started this thing back in the day, man. Uh, but it's coming back, uncensored. It's never been uncensored. Understand, it's never been uncensored. It's never not been Christian men. This is going to be something you've never heard before, at least not from me, and I'm excited about it. Um, I want it to be as realistic as possible, as authentic as possible, Um, but it will be only the realest men that I could possibly find. Just know that. If you think I'm real, you're gonna hear that same level of realness. So, guys, understand. Follow me, um, Facebook at Daton Tolbert. Share the link. Um, don't just listen with your Rudy tutti, fresh and fruity sunglasses on in silence. Share the link, like the link, um, pass it along. Um, add yourself to the friends of the Daton Tolbert Show group. YouTube.com/slash. I just started um, posting these shows on um, on YouTube. So, uh, YouTube uh, as Daton. Instagram, stay down Follow me, guys. I appreciate you guys listening. Stay safe out there with the COVID, you know. Those of you getting that PUA money, stack it up. Do something good with it. Um, but stay safe out there. COVID-19 is crazy. I don't talk a lot about it, but um, I think you guys have enough of that out there. Be careful with these vaccinations. You know what I'm saying? Just That's all I'm going to say about that for right now. Be careful. And um, that's what it is, man. I will see you all next ride